Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson and it's September 2nd. The Great Fire of London began on this day in 1666. Fires were not at all unusual in London in the 17th century. Most of the buildings were made out of wood, and the streets tended to be very narrow, with the buildings built very close together. So once a fire did start, it tended to spread really quickly. The summer of 1666, though, was really primed for some kind of disaster. The summer had been very long and hot and dry. So all of those wooden buildings that were all so tightly built together were particularly dry. The city also didn't have a lot of water on hand to fight a fire if one happened. People were aware of the danger, but frankly, they had other things on their minds. The Great Plague of London had killed tens of thousands of people over the previous year. This fire started in the home of the King's Baker in Pudding Lane near London Bridge. The family managed to escape, but their maid was too scared to leave and she died. The fire spread so quickly from there. It started at about 2 a.m. and by dawn, the London Bridge was on fire. The London Bridge was not just a bridge. It also had buildings built on it. And in a previous fire in 1632, some of these buildings had been torn down to create a firebreak. It's a pretty typical way of fighting a fire in London at the time. You would just destroy the buildings that were in the fire's path so it wouldn't have any fuel anymore. It would have nowhere to go. The fact that some of the buildings on London Bridge had been destroyed to stop a fire in 1632 also stopped the fire in 1666. So the fire could not get across the London Bridge, but it did continue to spread west into London, aided by heavy winds. The mayor hesitated about making more firebreaks because obviously it's very expensive to rebuild deliberately torn down buildings after the fire is over. King Charles II finally ordered the destruction of any buildings that needed to be destroyed to create a firebreak, but by then it was just too late. The fire was absolutely out of control. It burned for days and was finally extinguished on September 5th. Some flames broke out again after that, though, at Temple Church, and the Duke of York immediately had several buildings nearby blown up to stop the spread. A massive part of London was destroyed in this fire, including most of the civic buildings. Nearly 90 parish churches were destroyed and more than 10,000 homes. There were also four officially reported deaths. There may have been many more. But considering how big the fire was, it seems as though the death toll was surprisingly low. When the city was rebuilt, a lot of the streets were widened, and many of the houses were made of brick instead of wood. An investigation also followed this fire. A lot of people believed it had been some kind of a plot by a foreign power, or a plot by Catholics. So this led to an increased anti-immigrant and anti-Catholic hostility. Watchmaker Robert Hubert confessed starting the fire and was executed. But his testimony was really erratic. It kept changing. And after his execution, his colleagues said there was no way he could have done it because he was at sea when the fire started. It's completely unknown why he confessed to starting this fire that he definitely did not start. 
You can learn more about this in the May 30th, 2011 episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class, History's Unforgettable Fires. You can also subscribe to This Day in History Class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a massacre that followed a war. 